With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the City of Angels. Let's talk some sports, shall we? Le'Veon Bell, arguably, maybe inarguably, the best running back in the National Football League will be our guest. That upcoming in 30 minutes. I want to ask him what he asked, uh, what he said to Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, when they got in the locker room after uh, Juju laid out Vontez Perfect last week. And how much uh, carryover from that vicious Bengals game there was to us, the Sunday night game to which they really struggled to put away and actually had to come back and beat the Baltimore Ravens. Le'Veon Bell in 30 minutes. Marshawn Lattimore, quarterback, cornerback for the Nolan Saints, going to join us in uh, just over an hour. And Mark Schlereth will join us later on in the show. John Carlos Stanton is, in fact, a Yankee. Press conference yesterday. We got to talk about uh, Oklahoma City and how it it these pieces, these are great pieces, great pieces, uh, maybe not pieces that actually fit together. Uh, plus, Chris Carter on the NFL MVP. And what about the p- potential for the Rockets landing LeBron James? 
All of those discussions to come. Plus, we can take some of your phone calls. If you want to work them in, 877-99 on Fox. Let's get to last night's game. Or shall I say last night's debacle. Have you ever seen anybody age more quickly in front of your eyes than what happened with Tom Brady? Like, like Tom Brady has defied all logic with his ability to put together season after season or game after game this year to which you're like, you know what? He looks better. He looks younger. He looks fresher. You know what? Maybe, maybe he can do it forever. Maybe he can play into his mid-40s. And then you saw him last night like, oh my God, he looks like the oldest human being on earth. He looks like somebody who you 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 thought to yourself, maybe we should get him out because he's going to, because this is like, uh, listen, we got company coming over. Somebody put Pop Pop in the garage because he's muttering to himself again, right? That's what it looked like. They weren't bad. They were inept. Blue Tarski, Donut, Bagel, Nil, Zip, Zilch, Zero, conversions on third down. None. Naria one. Here's Tom Brady talking about his tough evening. That was pretty bad. I mean, you can't get any worse than that. So, couldn't stay on the field and just didn't make enough plays. And it's just a bad night. So, I've had a lot of good nights this year, and this was a bad night. All right, that's 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 fair. Okay, it's fair. Uh, he hasn't thrown for 300 yards since the Oakland game. Oakland, who's got a putrid defense. He's thrown for 300 or more only six times this year. And in fairness, if you really want to look at the Patriots' schedule, right? Patriots schedule, as of today, if the playoffs were to begin today, the only playoff teams they would have beaten would be the New Orleans Saints, I believe, unless the, the Falcons are in the playoffs. And I, I don't believe the Falcons. Are they currently in the playoffs? Right. Texans, Tampa, Jets twice, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, who may well make the playoffs, but I do not believe would be in the playoffs as of today. The Chiefs who beat them at home, they did, they lost to the Chiefs. So it's not like they're beating the top teams. Think of who the who are the top teams in the NFL: Eagles, Rams, um, Saints. They did beat. That was the Saints were zero and two to start off the year. That was back when they had Adrian Peterson, but they did win that game. They have not played the Steelers yet. They lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, still first place for now in the AFC West. Granted, Kansas City, totally different team. So in reality, they've been beaten up on the middle to bottom of the league. That's the reality of it. And we can give a little bit of a pass because there's no Gronk. There's also no Edelman. No Edelman, no Gronk on the road in a place uh, in kind of that classic trap game. You got the Steeler game coming up. You got a Miami team that has had a disappointing season. And you end up getting your doors blown off by a Dolphins team that's now still kind of alive and hanging around at six and seven. But the Patriot team looked inept. Have you ever seen anybody age more quickly before our own eyes? Right? Like you're you you would try and contextual you've always tried to contextualize Tom Brady before. You're like, well, you know. It's amazing and even better that he's 40. And then last night you're like, uh, he looks like he's 40. That's how Brady looked in the Super Bowl against the Giants, by the way. 
when they couldn't protect him. And to those of you who say, hey, Brady won the Super Bowl without Rob Gronkowski, that is true. That is true. He didn't win it without Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. And he didn't have both last night. And obviously that changes the changes the dynamic dramatically. Like, you know, well, they just didn't have one guy. Like, dude, one guy when he demands a double team, when he's a constant mismatch, when you can use him all over the field, that changes your running game, that changes your passing game, that changes everything. Man, did they look bad last night. I mean, that's just one that's hard to get out of your head. Here's Brady on playing without Gronk. Yeah, I mean, he's a great player, so anytime he's out there, it helps us. But uh, we got some other good players, and, you know, we, like I said, we try to spread it about, the ball around quite a bit, but just couldn't quite make enough plays. You know, I got to throw the ball better, and that's, that's where it starts with me. You couldn't make enough, couldn't make any plays. Like, that score was so not indicative of the reality of that game. It, the, the perfect example is they got to the one-foot line, one-foot line, under two minutes, under two-minute warning. And they got penalty, penalty, stop, stop, field goal, had to kick a field goal, and then a horrible onside kick. Do we have Belichick explaining the onside kick when he's asked about the onside? It's one of the great cuts of all time. Uh, because Steven Goskowski, they tried to they tried to lay the ball flat and then huddle up and then just kick it, like just roll it 10 yards, and the, the element of surprise onside kick, which not only didn't surprise the Miami Dolphins, it didn't even roll 10 yards. Uh, I'll paraphrase what Belichick said. Mm, it didn't work. They recovered the ball. Right? Right? But but that... Ooh. I mean, what's the movie that Matt Damon ages so quickly? Ramos, you got to know this one, right? You mean Brad Pitt? No, Brad Pitt reverse ages, right? That's Benjamin Button. Oh, okay. Where he... Yeah. Benjamin Button, he reverse ages. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, I forget which what what movie it's from. Uh, but but uh, but Matt Damon aging so quick that, that that's what it looked like. It looked like Jason Kidd in the playoffs when he couldn't even make a layup. It's like, ooh, God, he looks old. God, he looked bad. I mean, maybe you can go with the, hey, they didn't want to show anything because uh, they got Pittsburgh coming up. If that's what you want to do. But that wasn't any fun, right? Like, you expected them to just light him up a little bit. But nothing. Nothing worked. Amendola was open a couple of times. They're down 17 in the third quarter, and it didn't even feel that close. Anyway. Um, I don't. It's not Robin Williams in the movie Jack. It's 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 Matt Damon. And there's a Matt Damon movie to which, uh, to which he to which he ages really really quickly. Somebody on Twitter will know this one, uh, and they'll tweet it out. I actually used the 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 gift last night, GIF GIF whatever it's called, where he ages super quickly. We'll figure it out. I mean, it, it, do you remember, here's a better one. Do you remember Rocky, which is Rocky four when Apollo gets killed? Yes. So Drago. Yes. Right. He's in there with Drago and you're like, somebody throwing the towel. This is getting really bad. That's what it felt like last night. Like I thought he was going to get hurt. 
Uh, somebody get somebody put pull pop up out of the game because he can't move. He can't find his receivers. They can't get open. They can't protect him. Somebody's got to get pop up out of the game. And and yeah, any of these quarterbacks, we've seen Dak look bad when he loses Ezekiel Elliott. We've seen Aaron Rodgers struggle when Jordy Nelson went down. But to have zero third down conversions, not one. Not one. I think it's from the end of Saving Private Ryan. I think that's what it's from. To not have one conversion on third down in a made-for-TV game, like, eh. Even the ultimate Patriot hater, right? And there's plenty of Patriot haters, right? There's a good group of people that hate Duke, hate Notre Dame, um, and hate the Patriots, hate the Yankees, you know, hater nation out there, Right? They cheated, they deflated footballs, they spied on people, they this, they that, the the other thing, right? Even they're like, you know, I don't like the Patriots, but this is not even fun to watch them get pummeled this way. Because of the Dolphins and it's Jay Cutler, and Jay Cutler actually looked good, and I hate him too. But last night was a warning sign. Last night was everything Belichick feared over a quarterback aging. Last night was the reason they held on to Garoppolo so long. Because that dude has aged better than anybody. But in addition to the 72 Dolphins, there's only, there's only one, one other person thing out there that's truly undefeated. And that's Father Time. All right, the Oklahoma City Thunder lose again. There's one reason they're struggling and no one's talking about it. I'll tell you what that is upcoming next. But first, all right, so I heard this crazy story of the weekend about these twins who uh, grew up, found out their mom doesn't know who their real dad is. This just crushes these dudes. So the brothers set out on a mission to find their dad, and it turns out their mom was a bit, of, bit you know, wild back in the day. So there are many options on who their dad might be, like a former NFL player, small-town veterinarian, big city cop, coked-out hedge fund guys. Anyone could be their dad, right? 2017 story. They fly all over the country. These dudes are piecing together clues, meeting up with all sorts of crazy characters, crashing funerals, picking up hitchhikers, getting shot at, going into all sorts of crazy situations just to find out who their old man is. And at the end, it turns out, nah, not going to spoil it. This is the plot of Father Figures, great new comedy, Owen Wilson, Ed Helms, bunch of other awesome people. You can check it out in theaters everywhere on December 22nd. It's rated R. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So, um, look, we're not halfway through the season. We're not halfway through the season. But I think it's fair to say that I am cautiously pessimistic about the... Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Most people are cautiously optimistic. Generally, that's the way in which I live my life. Cautiously optimistic. But I'm cautiously pessimistic about the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder last night were beaten by the Charlotte Hornets. If you haven't been following the Hornets season, don't worry. Most people haven't. They're stuck in that uh, uh, ugly purgatory of the doldrums of being just good enough to not be terrible, 
but locked up in contracts to which, of which, somebody just pointed out on Twitter, I say to which, which is bad English. I don't know. Um, contracts of which make them uh, immovable in terms of, you know, their, their ceiling is limited based on all the money that they've paid to get to mediocrity. By the way, most people think of mediocrity being the absolute dregs. That's not true. Mediocrity is average, and the fact is they're actually below average. I'm being nice. They had lost three in a row. Uh, They had actually lost seven of their last eight games coming into last night. Their head coach, Steve Clifford, is out due to illness. And uh, they scored 40 points in the third quarter. 40 in the third quarter in Oklahoma City to beat the Thunder 116-103. to 103. After the game, Carmelo was, uh, was frustrated, did not answer any questions from reporters, and just left. Melo played 34 minutes, had just 11 points, a negative 21 in his plus-minus. Uh, Paul George had the best plus-minus of any of the starters. He was just negative 5. He had 20 points. He was 7 of four, 14 from the floor. Russell Westbrook, 30 more points, 7 assists, but a negative 12 and plus-minus. Their bench is not great. I, I think I'm the only one who seems to have pointed out that when the trade was made, Victor Oladipo was playing like an all-star. I was like, look, everybody's killing the Pacers. Sabonis started half the year for them last year, and he was a rookie. Victor Oladipo's not great, but he's good, and he was under contract, and it wasn't one of these $150 million. It was a big contract, but not a $150 million contract. Like I thought Indiana did way better in that trade than most people gave Kevin Pritchard credit, and now it's looking like they won the trade outright from a, a, an asset who didn't want to be there. But lots of people are talking about Billy Donovan trying to get them to move the ball. And you have pieces from a foregone era. We talked about this last week, right? Remember we were talking about Jaleel Okafor? If Jaleel Okafor was born in the 1970s and he played basketball in the 1990s, he'd be an all-star in the NBA. But in 2017, he's worthless. He is a rotary phone. Seven, seven, three, two, one, six. Five, six, four, four, right? People are like, what? Uh, Maybe rotary phone is a little cruel. He's a home phone. You can have one. But do you need one? The only reason I know people have home phones was to have, because they get the bundle deal with the home internet, or in order to have a security system, you had to have a home phone line. But now you can get your security system through your cell phone, so you don't even need that. That's what Jaloka for is. And in all honesty, like, it's kind of what Carmelo Anthony is. Carmelo Anthony, five years ago, best scorer in the NBA. Over the last decade, he is as diverse and talented an offensive weapon as you're going to find. But where, I mean, there are three levels to which he scores and two of them are not really useful and the weakest part of his scoring game is outside the three and that's what he's being called on to do more. He likes to post up. He likes the mid-range jump shot. He is nasty at the block. But nobody posts up anymore. And nobody gives Carmelo the ball and, and he waves everybody away and they clear out like they don't play that way anymore. They just don't. 
Like even his friends, who are his friends? LeBron James, supposedly a close friend. Do you remember LeBron James trying to move mountains to secure Carmelo Anthony in Cleveland? No. You know why? Because you can't win with him. But the big reason is not on offense. It's not the aging relic that is Carmelo Anthony. It's not even the... And I heard uh, Cowherd compare Russell Westbrook to Allen Iverson. Um, I think he's different than Allen Iverson. I think he's much more dynamic going to the basket than Iverson. Uh, he's much, He's a much better defender. Iverson played zero defense. And Philadelphia, when they went to the finals that one year, surrounded him with four dudes that would always just junkyard dogs defend, and they would score offensively based upon Iverson and then getting offensive rebounds. That was like their whole offense. Russell Westbrook's a much, much better all-around basketball player than Allen Iverson ever was. That's the truth. All-around basketball player. Um, he's more, I would say, Kobe. And remember, Kobe in many ways was wildly uncoachable until they put him with Phil Jackson. And they create a system that he could work in. And trying to create a system with three guys, with with Billy Donovan, who has only been a pro coach for a couple of years now. But what everybody's missing on is the defense is just bad. And what is the core of what you are? Like, this is the big thing in sports radio that, That, you know, there are people who try and do shows that are funny and clever and we'll talk about different stuff. You know, there are people that that use sports and they they go aside. I know there's people who are competing in this space. They want to talk about politics and compare it to sport. And they go off into sides about politics or pop culture or just try and be funny. Like, all that's great. But the core of what you're supposed to be doing if you're Fox Sports Radio is talking about sports. Like, I'll, 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 I'll use some life, some cars, some real estate, some things that are analogous to sports. But we're, we do a sports show here. The core of what has made the Oklahoma City Thunder competitive over the last decade is their defense and rebounding. That's it. That It's their defense. And their defense is bad. There is no other way around it. And part of it is those parts where, one, you lost your depth, right? Two-for-one trades to get Paul George. Two-for-one trade to get Carmelo Anthony. That's losing four, gaining two, and the two that you've got are supremely talented scorers who have never been called on to play defense. And now you got both of them on the floor many times at the same time. And as good defensively on the interior as Steven Adams is, and he's a monster, a monster. He's he's honestly a really athletic, old-school big guy. It's a hard fit for how people want to play these days. The construct of this team is flawed in that it used to be made up of, and here's the comparison to Iverson, like that 76ers team that went to the NBA Finals, a bunch of junkyard dog defenders. You bring in a spot-up shooter, whatever, creative space, and you just come and go offensively based upon your star player. To now where they've completely changed their DNA. Completely changed their DNA. And 40 points. In the third quarter, to a team that had lost seven of eight, a team that was nine and 16, a team that just came limping in without their head coach at home, I am cautiously pessimistic 
on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's bring in Dan Beyer, find out what else is going on in the news. Well, the Spurs are a little bit more than that. They are very optimistic, and I guess you could say happy, Doug, because Kawhi Leonard makes his season debut tonight. He'll play against the Dallas Mavericks. Returning from a quad injury that cost him the first two months of the season, Leonard will be on a minutes restriction tonight, though, as they take on Dallas. Cavaliers forward Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson, both games out decisions for tonight's matchup against the Hawks. And Pelicans guard Tony Allen going to miss about three to four weeks of action because of a fracture in his fibula. Steelers officially placed linebacker Ryan Chazier on injured reserve, ending his season. The Steelers announced the move in a release, but did not give an update on Chazier's condition as he continues to be hospitalized with a spine injury. Wide receiver and kick returner Devin Hester officially retired after 11 seasons. Still no word from Green Bay on the status of quarterback Aaron Rodgers for this Sunday against the Carolina Panthers. USA Today says the Cardinals are the favorites to land Marlins all-star outfielder Marcel Ozuna while the MLB on Fox's Ken Rosenthal says the Orioles want two starting pitchers in exchange for third baseman Manny Machado who could be a free agent after the 2018 season. And Doug, I don't know if you heard this story but former Olympian and double amputee Oscar Pistorius got into a fight in prison as he serves time for killing his girlfriend. Reports say other inmates became angry of the use by Pistorius over a public phone. A fight ensued. No word if there were injuries suffered on either side, but Oscar Pistorius in a prison fight in South Africa. I'm going to tell you, I'm not sure there's a greater downfall in the history of modern sports. Right? Like, OJ uh, OJ is is a good one. Okay, OJ's going. Remember, they made a special exemption in the Olympic Games for this guy to run. He was being championed as the Blade Runner, as a guy to which did I say to which again? Man, this guy's right. Bobby Bobby Holmwood. If I had a dollar for every time Gottlieb show incorrectly used the term to which, I'd buy Christmas toys for every poor kid in America. Uh, by the way, Bobby, um, there are what was it? What's the uh, uh, Salvation Army, there are uh, 15, 21 million kids, 21 million kids living in poverty. I say 21 million times. 15% of all children. Anyway. Um, is that is that a crate? Like Lance Armstrong was the face of the uh, uh, like, I don't know, anti-cancer, uh, cancer research movement, right? Everyone had a Live Strong bracelet. I had I had one. But what an incredible downfall, Oscar Pistorius. We'll play for you sound of a frustrated Paul George after last night's Oklahoma City Thunder game. Love has an army. You can help join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over the community this Christmas by going to foxsportrade.com. Click on the red kettle icon to donate. Uh, Last night was a bit of a letdown. That followed an unbelievable Sunday night game, which the Steelers did their part to prepare for that Titanic showdown. Steelers taking on the Patriots. Le'Veon Bell is joining us thanks to uh, the good folks at Call of Duty World War II, a breathtaking experience that redefines World War II for a new gaming generation. Uh, Le'Veon, I appreciate you taking time joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, take me back. Um, there had to be some carryover from that incredibly physical win over the Bengals last week, right? Your, your defense is one of the best defenses in football, but you guys couldn't, they couldn't stop the Ravens down 11 late. How much of that Bengals game carried over into the Ravens game? Um, you know, we, don't get, don't get me wrong. It's always, you know, tough, you know, playing the AFC North um, rivalry games and especially back to back, you know, you go from a physical game, you know, from the Bengals 
Um, and then you got to turn around and play another physical game with Baltimore. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of guys were sore and, you know, and, you know, we, we, we had to do what we had to do because um, it was on a short week also, you know. So I think, you know, we did our did, did the best that we could. We got out of the game with a, with a W. Um, and that really that's really all that matters to us right now. You know, you had obviously a much publicized contract contract holdout, and I, I can't imagine what any football player would think watching what happened to Ryan Shazier uh, in that Bengals game. But for a guy who's hoping to get the biggest contract a running back's ever gotten in the upcoming offseason, like what went through your mind when you saw Ryan laying there motionless? Um, you know, when I seen you know Ryan, um, you know the first thing I the first thing I did was pray, um, you know, because you, you never want to see anything like that happen, you know, to anybody. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the first thing I did. And, and then secondly, you know, um, you know, I prayed for his family. I was just hoping that he would be okay. You know, um, you know fo- we know football is a you know, rough game. Um, I always kind of hope for bumps and bruises, you know, and not anything serious. You know, and I, and, and I obviously never want to see anything happen, you know, bad like that. So um, I didn't really – at the time, I didn't really think about a contract or anything like that. I just kind of figured, like, at one, it, it's just crazy how football is. You know, football, you can be so good and feeling so great, and then it can just take one play, you know, and it kind of takes you out of the game, you know. So football is definitely a scary sport. And um, I think that's why, you know, I always kind of want to get what I'm, what I'm worth. You know, I'm, I'm risking my body and, um, you know, kind of, you know, my longevity of life, you know, playing this game. I kind of, you know, want to make sure everything's worth it. Okay, so in, in the first half against the Ravens, you get hit on the knee, and it looked bad. Like, again, any time you get hit and get hurt and they're checking out your knee on the sideline, everyone's holding their collective breath. Uh, how bad did you think it was? When I first got hit, I was scared. I was nervous. Um, you know, because, I mean, I've, I've hurt my knees, you know, a couple of years in a row. Um, one of my one of the years I had to get surgically, uh, surgically done. And... Um, so when I first got hit, you know, I was more so nervous than in pain. But once I got up and started walking, even though I had, I was limping and you know I was hurting, once I started walking on it, I knew I was gonna be okay. It just I had to, I knew <laughs> I knew I had to take like a series of two walks because it was so sore. And um, it's sore today, you know. What I mean, it was a little swollen yesterday. Um, you know, but I, I've, I've done a lot of treatment and 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 resting it, um, icing it, doing things that I know they get me back right. And um, I'll, I'll be ready for Sunday. You know, one of the things you mentioned, the knee injury, which kept you out of the playoffs a couple years ago, really obviously hurt your team's chance to get the Super Bowl. And then uh, you had your ankle twisted by Vontez Perfect. That was, that was what, last year, right? I mean, and, and, and Vontez is, some people consider him the dirtiest player in the league. Uh, when you saw, what did you say to Juju when he came in the locker room after that hit? Um, I mean, when he came to the huddle after the hit, I told him a great block. Um, you know, because that's what it was. It was a great block. Um, you know, because I, I feel like, you know, guys like, you know, Burfick, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad he's okay and, you know, everything's all right with him. But, you know, guys like that, you know, it, it kind of comes full circle. You know, when you're doing things like that to, you know, because, I mean, earlier in the game, he Vontaze Burfick hit me the same exact way. I wasn't looking, and he literally just came and hit me out of nowhere. The ball was thrown on the other side of the field, and he just came and hit me. So, I mean, when you do plays like that, over the course of the, your career, of course, guys gonna want to get you back, you know. So I feel like Juju had his opportunity. Like, okay, I've been doing this for, you know, he, it's crazy. It was Juju a rookie, um, but 
he said, this is my opportunity to kind of get Vontaze back for him hurting A.B. and Ben and me and you know, a whole bunch of other players around the league. Um, you know, he, he hit him. Um, you know, and, I, and the thing about it, it was a football play. Uh, I'm sure he didn't try to hurt him. He just tried to hit him good. And, um, you know, that ended up happening the way it did. But um, it kind of happens full circle when you're playing and being a dirty player. Le'Veon Bell joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Everyone, I think, last year was in awe of your patience as a running back on how you, you kind of stop for just a tick, you know, to see where you want to go. Has has the league adjusted in any way? Is there any way that you feel like people are playing differently against you now that kind of the secret of your style is out? Yeah, I mean, you, you get a couple teams who play a little different. Um, you know, obviously, you know, teams that play me multiple times a year, like the Bengals and the Ravens, they kind of know my style, you know. So um, they they make adjustments and, 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 and game plan for that. But, you know, teams we don't usually see all the time, they, they still won't know. They can watch on film and, um, you know, they can hear about it and watch on TV all, all they want because they haven't really went against me in that situation, you know. So, um I think it's kind of a mixture. You know, you get some teams like Baltimore Ravens who really know my style to go against you twice a year. Um, you know, and you got other teams we might play once a year, like the Jaguars or somebody. And, you know, it is what it is. Why did it take the Steelers so long to decide to feature you this year? I mean, like, look, we all knew what you had. We all knew who you are. And there's a direct correlation between how often you get the football and the success of your team. Right? I mean, like, just all you have to do is kind of go back through the game log and look at your usage from early in the season uh, until when kind of the season turned around. And, I mean, you know, when you dominate Baltimore, you got 35 carries. When you dominate Cincinnati, you got 35 carries. Why, in your mind, did it take take, uh, Tomlin and the staff so long to decide to hand you the ball more often? Um, you know, truthfully, I'm not sure. You know, I, I I don't know. You know, I think, you know, it's more so, I guess they try to get, you know, more guys involved in the game. Um, maybe they don't want to put too much on my shoulders. Um, you know, I'm not really sure. You know, I, I'm just glad that, you know, we we turned the season around when we when we, when we got an opportunity to. Uh, we, we lost our last game against the Jaguars, I think. Yeah, yep. it was the Jaguars. Yep. And um, ever since then, you know, we haven't looked back. You know, I mean, we had a game. You know, I might have had 35 carries or 30 carries. Um, and, you know, we won the game, the Titans game. Um, I had 12 carries, you know. So, I think it's kind of like, you know, who we're going against and who we're playing. Um, I think as long as I'm getting my touches, um, I think, you know, we have a great chance to, you know, win games. Uh, have you ever seen anyone play at a level like A.B. is playing? Um, no. I mean, not right now. He's obviously – you know, extremely hot. Um, he's doing what AB does. You know, what I mean, like, yeah, but, 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 but how is that? Lines but, but, and game winners and, and beating guys on deep balls. That's hey, not Le'Veon, help me out. Le'Veon, help me out. How is it possible? Like everybody knows he's getting the ball. Everybody knows Ben's looking for him. He's always going to be double covered. How is it possible that he's still able to make this volume of catches, this volume of big plays? How is that possible? You know, I think it's more so you kind of got to pick your poison. You know what I mean? A lot of teams who play too high, you know, too high safeties when you have to double-team double A-B, you know, they're kind of nervous about the run, you know, our run game. You know, so then, you know, we we, we cracking them on runs. We're breaking nine, you know, 12-yard runs. They got to keep one guy in the box. You know, and, and, and that's the time where Ben, he makes the adjustment. A.B.'s now one-on-one, and we're taking advantage. 
You know, so I think it's kind of like teams got to kind of pick pick their poison. And, um, you know, and AB's going to make the play. He's like one of the few guys in the league who makes the play every time, and, and that's what separates him. No, he, he, he does. Le'Veon Bell from the Pittsburgh Steelers joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I want to get to you and, and uh, Villanueva playing Call of Duty in a second, but uh, Patriots got – Patriots did not com- convert a third down last uh, night. D- did not convert a third down. They're getting ready to play you guys, and they looked – Awful. Do you think they were trying to not show anything? Like, is there any possibility that they were trying to, you know, they didn't have Gronk. They're like, we're not going to show anything because we got the Steelers on the road. We win that game, and we can still get home field advantage throughout. Any thought in your mind they were trying to kind of deceive the world by not showing what, not showing something for tape? Not at all. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think, you know, Bill Belichick, he's such a, a winning his coach. Um Tom Brady, a winning quarterback. I don't think they went out there and purposely tried not to show things so they, you know, can get ready for next week. They definitely were trying to win the game. Um, I just think, you know, the Dolphins played a better football game. You know, if you watch the game, um, the Patriots came out a little flat. Um, they don't have, you know, arguably the best offensive player um, in Gronk. You know, and I think he's such a big third down weapon for Tom Brady. He's kind of a, you know, a security blanket, and. Um, and that's the biggest thing. When you have a star player like that, um, you can't get the running game going. You know, any team's able to beat you at that at that point. All right, you and uh, uh, Villanueva are playing Call of Duty. Now, that's not fair. Like, he actually went to war, right? Like, he's got to be really uh, yeah. good at Call of Duty because he's a former soldier. Isn't that, isn't that an unfair advantage? <laughs> unfair advantage for who? Me or Al? For Al. So, technically, if you're talking about <laughs> – yeah, it is, yeah. Because for him, he actually went to war, so he treats the game as if he's actually in war. And that's not how you're supposed to play the video game, you know. Um, and it's funny because I always tease him about it. You know, he always thinks he has one life, and you get multiple lives. Well, listen, Le'Veon, we're so glad that you were able to join us. We wish you – hope that knee gets right for Sunday night. I'm sure it will. I know you got a bunch of stuff going on in the background. Thanks for joining us in, uh, and promoing uh, Call of Duty World War II, uh, which, of course, you can pick up. Uh, for uh, for Christmas, for your kids, for any of the holiday season for your kids. And uh, best of luck this weekend against the Pats. Most definitely. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. All right, that's Le'Veon Bell, superstar running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are the chances the best player in the NFL makes his return this week? I'll tell you next. Love has an army, and you can join the fight. Help the Salvation Army fight for those in need all over our community this Christmas by going to foxsportsradio.com, clicking on the red kettle icon to donate, or call 1-833-SAL-JOIN. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having the merriest of Christmases. And don't be that guy that if you don't celebrate Christmas, like, oh, I'm Jewish. So what? Like, Merry Christmas is like, hey, man, have a great day. Right? Like, it, it is a non-denominational Christian greeting. That's what it is. That makes sense to you? Good. Let's play a game. Game time! This is game time. It's game time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, game time is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, isn't it, right? Confusing, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy more confident car buying experience. Buyer. Dan Buyer, what do you got? 
Today we have Doug. What are the chances? All right. Well, Spurs forward Kawhi Leonard returns tonight to the San Antonio lineup, making a season debut, returning from a quad injury. Doug, what are the chances the Spurs, now with Kawhi in the fold, can pass the Rockets or Warriors to get into the top two of the Western Conference? Three games back of the Rockets right now for the top spot, two and a half back of the Warriors. I would say there's a uh, to the top two? Yes, pass uh... one of the two teams. I'm by the end of the season. Uh, by the end of the season, I'm going to say there's um, like a 30% chance, right? It's more likely that the Rockets now, they're playing great ball with Chris Paul and the Warriors. Now, look, could the Warriors' injuries and shutting guys down and not worrying about the regular season, could they? Yeah. But I still I think the Warriors are likely to add a piece as opposed to sit down a piece. I'm going to say 30% chance. All right, Doug. Uh, just a reminder, we are still closer to last year's NBA Finals than the one coming up next year. We're almost at that halfway point. Like, we are like a couple of days away. But it's a great still. reminder. Uh, after missing out on signing Shohei Otani and they couldn't qu- acquire Giancarlo Stanton, Doug, what are the chances the Do- Dodgers make a splash at this week's winter meetings? Hmm. What are the chances the Dodgers make a splash? You know, winter game meetings? away from a World Series title. They miss on their two biggest fish you could say this off season. Uh well like look they they still have Clayton Kershaw, correct? Mm-hmm. They still have Kenley Jansen, still a dynamic bullpen, although they got some some contracts to work through. All those rookies become second year guys. Um still the Cubs, still the Nats. Um who am I who am I forgetting in the National League? Still the Diamondbacks and the Rockies, Rocktober. Um not a lot is needed, not, but no I mean, look, they need a number two arm, right? You Darvish is gone, right? or he hasn't signed anywhere mm-hmm. yet, but he's clearly not a number two. They need another arm, another big time arm, which I don't know if they have. I mean, Rich Hill, they they don't they obviously don't believe in his longevity in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going to say it's eighteen uh, percent chance. All right, World Series, eighteen percent chance. Things got to go right, and they go wrong more than they go right in baseball. Well, we have a little update on Aaron Rodgers. NFL Network saying Aaron Rodgers collarbone is about eighty percent healed. That's that, not good. That could allow him to still Relax. play. So, what are the chances that Rodgers does play this weekend against Carolina? Eighty percent healed does not sound like I know, right? Uh, it's not, it not as healed as I I would think. Like I know, I yeah. agree. I'm going to go twenty five percent chance he plays this weekend. Should find out the final word from Mike McCarthy sometime today. What are the chances, Doug, the televised presentation of the Heisman Trophy changes after the award show received its lowest rating ever over the weekend and was down from a year ago when it received its lowest rating ever? 100% chance it changes. 100% chance. It's a tough... 99.9. Tough sell when... You know the answer. Well, it's and... not just it's not, it's not just that, but yes, I will. I, I, we'll get to that top of the hour. All right, okay. And finally, Doug Colts kicker Adam Vinatieri missed two kicks against the Bills in that snowstorm. He needs ninety percent of his kicks to be made to get a five hundred thousand dollar bonus. So, what are the chances he goes five for five over the final three games of the season to collect that bonus? As he's now twenty two for twenty five on the year. Well, remember playing at home, it's a, it's a little bit easier there for Adam Vinatieri. Um, and if you look at the Colts' upcoming schedule, you're like, oh, I think he could do it. Remember, here's the Colts are. Um, Colts still have Denver at home at Baltimore and Houston at home. I would say 75% chance he makes he, he goes 5-5. Five of five. All right, there's a new team. LeBron James is rumored to join in the offseason. 
Uh, I'll tell you what I think about the possibility of him ending up on that team. Plus, I'll fix the Heisman Trophy. It's very, very easy. We'll do so next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Solving your problems one by one. That's what we do. That's what we do. Um, programming note, next week, next week, okay, uh, we will have the gift-giving version of the Doug Gottlieb show. It's very, very important, okay? Very important. Uh, my children will be a part of the show in some form or fashion, and we will get what kids want. I have girls. I have a boy, okay? They have friends. What guys want. So I want to tell you, lady, I can help you out. And uh, what women want, we will bring on some women who will tell us what women want for the holidays. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. So, look, we solve problems for you. Music's been dating a girl for a year. They're not ready to pick out curtains, but he needs to know, I'm, I'm here to help. Hey, Ramos has been married 18 years. I'm here to help. Their wives, significant others, they listen. Lisa, who, of course, Dan Byer was married to a couple months ago, she listened to the show. We're here to help you. We'll solve your problems. Uh, we'll get to a team that has been proposed that LeBron James could join that is not named the Lakers. And I'll give you my thoughts on it in a moment. First, though, let me handle, let me, um, let me handle a little problem. The Heisman Trophy Award presentation I believe, based upon uh, my sources, which means Twitter, and uh, Dan Beyer, who I trust immensely with our news updates, were the lowest rated awards ceremony of all time. And people are saying, the Heisman Trophy has jumped the shark. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Let me help you out. Let me help a brother out here, Okay. The Heisman Trophy Award presentation, how it's voted on, how it's presented, when it's voted on, is all done as if 2017 isn't a reality. Right? It's done the exact same form or fashion it was done in 1995. It doesn't mean that everything we do is better, but most things we do are, in fact, better. We can work smarter. We can change things. It's an award ceremony. You can do whatever you want, right? It, it, if, if it doesn't matter, we can make it matter. All right, the first thing you do to change this thing is, why are we giving out the award for the best player in college football when there's still college football games to be played? Can somebody help me out with that one? Does anybody have... An appropriate answer. You're like, well, those are postseason games. You want bowl games to matter. You want players to play in bowl games. You want to see how they compete against elite competition out of their conference. Then vote for this thing after the bowl games. Simple. Simple solution. Now, with that too heavily weight, somebody's performance in the college football playoff. Okay. All right. Then you're going to have to change the premise of the award because then the premise of the award would be this award is given to the best regular season college football player. And then you have to have a postseason award. Which you don't. You have the college football award show, whatever, for all these different. Look, 
First thing is, I would move the award back. What's the rush? What's the rush? It's because of the dead time. There's no college football. So we, okay, nobody has the game. Okay, nobody has the game after the games are done either. So the first thing I would do, me personally, is I would move it back. Second thing is, what's this arcane voting system? Why are the votes already tabulated? Why can't we watch the voting actually take place? Happened on American Idol. To where you would have a presentation of somebody's performance after the performances actually take place. America votes. Now, that doesn't mean we should open it up to America. Because otherwise we would get another Philip Phillips. Or um, what's the gray-haired guy? Oh, what was that guy's name? He won one of the first like couple Taylor? seasons. Taylor something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a dude named Taylor. <laughs> That's all you remember about dude it. Dude named Taylor. So. Uh, Taylor Hicks. Taylor Hicks. Yes. Thank you, Dan. Taylor Hicks. We would have another Taylor Hicks. Now, look, you can make the case that, well, everybody knew. Everybody knew that who was going to win this thing. Okay. It still would bring more eyes if you said, we're going to watch the votes being tabulated live on TV. And America can have at least a percentage of the vote. You're like, well, how could you guarantee that people wouldn't be double voting? I don't know. I I have no idea. But you know what? I also don't know how when you go to an airport, your normal AT&T or Verizon doesn't work, right? There's something they do that they lock down your normal uh, phone signal and you have to use the airport Wi-Fi. Did you notice that? You ever done that? Right, you try and go and you try and use your Twitter or send an email, and like all of a sudden it sends you to where you you have to use, um, whatever the airport Wi-Fi is. There's a way to do it, no question in my mind. There are people much smarter than us, and they will figure that out. Additionally, I wouldn't give them a hundred percent or even fifty percent of the vote, even if it's a small five percent of the overall weighted vote. Why not? You want more people to watch? Make them feel like they're invested in the process. Okay. Then have some Heisman Trophy voters out there and tell us who they're voting for and what. What's the secrecy? The state of California casts its vote for Sam Darnold. Boo! Yes! Homers! Homers, all of you! Oh, hold on now. Sam Darnold has only lost two games as a starter ever, and yes, he has high interception numbers, but those interception numbers came down in conference play in their most important games. And by the way, everyone who watches USC doesn't think they're actually all that well coached, and Sam Darnold bails them out. Live voting, interactive voting, moving the voting deadline. And here's the thing. If it doesn't work, you can always move it back. This is not Pandora's box. This is not letting the genie out of the bottle. This is not the snake out of the jack in the bottle. Whatever you want to call it. You try it. You're going to end up with the same winner anyway. Baker Mayfield would have won anyway. This would actually have been the best year to try it. I mean, you can have them make a presentation for themselves or have their head coach or you can have their Homer announcer my boy Dusty Dvorak can make a case for why Baker Mayfield deserves to be the Heisman. 
You know, and Kirk Herbstreit can present the case for J.T. Barrett. And Matt Leiner can present the case for Sam Darnold. Great TV. Or it'd be better TV than the TV that we saw. Did you know that Baker Mayfield was a walk-on? Did you know? Like, that's like Larry Fitzgerald's mom passed away or that he used to be a ball boy for the Vikings or Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. Like, all these stories have been overtold, and that's all they use the Heisman Trophy ceremony for. Uh, We do have some news from the New England Patriots from Field Yates. Patriots are close to a deal with former Browns wide receiver Kenny Britt. He visited them today. Get cut by the, the Browns the first day of new management, and all of a sudden you become a Patriot. In other words, the Patriots not so happy with their wide receiver's ability to get open. They, this is an all-hands-on-deck situation, even if it's Kenny Britt's hands. All right, there's a, uh, there's a new team. A new team in the mix, potentially for LeBron James services. No, it's not the Clippers. Yes, it is successful. Potentially, there is cap room there. And some of his friends, or one of his best friends, plays there. Could LeBron end up going somewhere other than Cleveland and other than the Lakers? We discuss next. But first, please join me and the Fox Sport and Fox Sports Radio as we partner with the Salvation Army to help kids and families in our local communities this Christmas season. Let's make sure every child is warm, safe, and has something to eat. Did you know that 15 million kids are living in poverty? That's 21% of kids in our country don't have the proper uh, food, shelter to, to function. Your tax-deductible contribution will go to help local families in your area. Remember, Salvation Army does work in every zip code, and that money gets funneled back to kids closest to you. Salvation Army serves almost 25 million people a year with shelter, meals, and Christmas assistance. 100 bucks could help feed a family of four for three days. 150 could serve a meal to 65 young kids that don't have anything to eat. And any amount really helps. So go to foxsportsradio.com, click on the red kettle icon to donate. You know the red kettle, right? Fox Sports Radio is partnering with that red kettle icon. Call 833-SAL-JOIN, 833-SAL-JOIN, and please donate today. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. DJ John Ramos, DJ Johnny R, continues to be very unimpressive with his... Uh... What's wrong with little Kelly Clarkson in the Christmas mood today? I like Kelly Clarkson. Is that because of our discussion about uh, American Idol? Exactly right, Doug. Thank you. Is that what it is? What it is? Yeah. Um, can I tell you the honest story about American Idol? Please do. Um, my first five years of national radio, I was doing 7P to 1 a.m. at the other place. And like it was awesome because you watched all the games, you reacted to the games. I was working with Chuck Wilson, who's an absolute stud, You know, one of the old-time radio guys. I, I felt like I learned from the absolute best. And um, anyway, but because of it, like I literally never watched midweek television ever. And so it's like, a, you know, how we, we all have um, it's there's there's a couple of NCAA tournaments to which I can't tell you anything about them. 
because I was playing overseas. And maybe I caught a game or two. Like the year Syracuse won it was at 2003. I had covered college. That was my first year covering college basketball. I went to play in France, and I saw Oklahoma State play Syracuse in the second round. I think they were up 16 at the half and lost. And I saw one game. I think I saw the championship game when I was playing in France, and that's it. I didn't see. I got no. I have total recall of all of these other games, just not that one. Anyway, I have no recall, no recollection. I don't know anything about American Idol other than what I was told because I never watched the show. And then by the time I came around to watching the show, then Simon was gone. And when Simon was gone, the show was over. Anyway, that's my uh, that's my spiel. That's my spiel. So, uh, Marcus Lattimore is going to join us uh, uh, shortly, isn't he? Is that the, is that the idea, Ryan Music? And by the way, I'm not sure that that was a secret about American Idol. What? I think I think you said, do you want to hear the story or the secret about American Idol? So for me with American Idol. Oh, okay. Idol. For me with yeah, American I was Idol. actually waiting for some little nugget there, and it just ended up being you never actually watched American Idol. <laughs> That's what I could have said. Should, should have shortened the story. Yeah. Hey, John, you want to hear a funny thing about American Idol? Never I actually never, watched, never watched it. it. I did watch it, but by the time I watched it, uh, it had it was it was close to jumping the shark. It was close to jumping the shark. I can't believe there's so many different iterations of that show that are still around and popular. Well, do you know do you know why they work? Do you do you do you? Okay, so here's what happened. Is this uh, going to actually be an explanation? Or yes. Is it just going to be. It's not popular because you didn't watch it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's it's popular. Look, what's what is valuable to pro, to people who program television shows like. Why did so many of these networks spend so much money on sports? Because sports is undeviarable. And I know that there's other terms, people TiVo, DVR, or just record, or whatever you want to want to call it, okay? But when TiVo came into effect, okay, go and, go and look. When TiVo came into effect, it completely changed network TV. Because now you didn't have to stay up until 10 o'clock to watch, you know, Grey's Anatomy. You just didn't. You TiVo'd it. And when you had TiVo, you don't have to watch the ads. Remember the noise it makes? What's the no- Can anybody do that noise, the noise it makes, right? So uh, between on-demand, which the ads are embedded, you can't fast forward, but more importantly, TiVo, TiVo and DVR dramatically changed network TV because advertisers are like, yo, I'm not advertising on Grey's Anatomy because you can just record it. Fast forward through the commercials. Where is the value there? Like, well, 22 million people watch. Yeah, but 10 of the million of those people watched it on DVR. And they just fast forward right through that thing. So what became more valuable for television companies is uh, award shows, is uh, live events, especially sports, and things that are like talent shows. Because people have to want to see them right then because that's why they want you to vote because it proves that you're watching. Ooh, I got to vote. And like, well, the West Coast gets screwed. Yeah, but you know what? 66% of people who watch television, 60% I think of the population that watch television, are in the Eastern time zone. They don't care that much. Right? Doesn't, doesn't matter that much. They can run you on tape delay and it's, they still get the same number of viewership. But anyway... It was successful. Everybody copies it, right? That's, that happens in all businesses, and it's supposedly undeviarable. 
undeviarable. There's your uh, there's your answer. Did you learn something there, Ride Music? Or are you like that? I learned a ton. See, now you're like, oh, that makes sense. Way better than your first story. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> okay, hold on. Cross music off in terms of holiday <laughs> gift. Don't need a holiday gift. Good thing he didn't drink. That was expensive. No, no, we're good. No, music, we're fine. We're good. Don't, uh, was this mic on? Was that, was that, was that on? Um, my wife asked me a good question, Ramos, and I don't know the answer to this. Do you get, do you get, uh, your kids' teachers' presents? What do you do, Ramos? Do you get your kids' teachers' presents? For Miss Reyes, I would get her a present, yeah. Miss Reyes. Yeah, but once they get to, like, middle school, they got, like, six teachers. Yeah, Sarah. That's right. Sarah has six. Six. You she's don't get them all school. presents, do you? No. Maybe an apple. You get them an apple. That'll that'll go over really, really well, really well. Uh, let's welcome in uh, Marshawn Lattimore, who's a rookie cornerback, having a tremendous year for the New Orleans Saints, the resurgent New Orleans Saints, who sit atop the NFC South. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Did you ever get your teacher a present, or did your parents ever get a teacher a present? Uh, around around uh, Christmas time? Nah. <laughs> I never got my, my teacher a present. I know. That's what my wife's like. Yeah, you do this all the time. I like, I had never heard of this. She's like, yeah, you get you get it for the post postman. You get it for the bus driver. It's like, what? Like, what are we doing? Are we just handing out gifts? That's something you like that they do on a movie. And people think, you know, that just happens all the time. Nah, nah I never did. Marshawn, Marshawn Lattimore joining us on, on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Um, we'll get to your career and your team uh, coming off the first your first loss in like almost two months uh, to the Atlanta Falcons. But before we get to that, um, I got to get your thoughts. Ohio State left out of the college football playoff. How have you handled it? Uh, it's been it's been hard. They still went to uh, they going to a good ball, but. You know, it was between them and Alabama, so uh, you know, you know that that was going to happen. And we had two losses uh, to Iowa and Oklahoma. I think if we wouldn't have lost to Iowa, we would have got in, no question. But you know, just having two losses and then going up against Alabama for the fourth spot, I knew that was that wasn't going to uh, happen for us. Yeah, you can't so. give up fifty-five to Iowa. That I believe is one of the one of the rules the committee has. They're like, look. Look, there's all these other criteria, but you give up 55 to Iowa, we can't put you in the college football playoff. But look, you play in the South now, right? Like, you're a yeah. Midwestern dude, you're a Cleveland guy, you played Ohio State, you're in the South now, and you're in, you're in LSU territory, but SEC territory. Like, how, that, that's got, when you walk around, they're like, oh, and LSU people hate Alabama, but Saban did win them a title. That, that, that has to be a completely different conversation than the one you're used to having when people are talking about Alabama getting in. Uh, yeah, well, um, no, just people. We, I really don't talk about uh, nobody outside of you know the locker room. Everybody said we uh, we should have got in and all that, but you know uh, I haven't talked to it with uh, LSU people. I mean, I, I know that we got a couple. We got uh, I think one on the team, and and I know they hate Alabama, but you know it is what it is. You know they're winning, and you know they got the uh, saving behind them. So you know that they're going to get in every year. I feel like. Yeah, don't don't ask Ingram about it. You know, Ingram will just he'll just he'll just run it. Um, yeah, right. He was happy that we won because he knew Alabama was going to get in. Uh, oh, instead of instead of Wisconsin. All right. So what's by your estimation? What's going? Everything was going right, right? Like you guys were zero and two. People 
like dummies like me declared you guys dead, and then you just start running through the league. The defense, the running game, what's gone wrong? You lost two out of the last three. When you watch film, you guys try and fix things. What's gone wrong? This, uh, I know I didn't play the uh, uh, L.A. game, but I know they were saying like the communication wasn't there on the back end, just on the defensive side. You know, I don't, I don't know too much, you know, about what's going on on offense with, uh, you know, just being strictly a defensive player right now. So, but I know on the back end, it was a lot of uh, communication errors uh, for the LA game, and you know, we lost that one. And, uh, for the Atlanta game, it was a, it was a lot of calls that, you know, could have went either way. It was a lot of calls that that wasn't really, you know, anything. But you know that that's how it is when you go out. Uh, when you're away, you're the away team. So uh, we had to get them. We had to get them back. You know, we play them again uh, the 24th. Yep. So we had to get them back. We had to win that one. We had to first. We had to win this Jets game. You know, coming up, we got to take it one game at a time. So. How much different though was it in terms of the level of intensity those last two games? Because, like, look, I I know all NFL games are played at a greater speed than college games. Or than high school games, right? But once you get once you get end of season NFC South, both teams know each other. You're going to play each other twice. Um, you know that was the second time you played the Panthers. Um, obviously, it's a Falcons team. That's an, that's an arch rival. You experienced those games. W- was the level of intensity that much greater than the other regular season games? Of course, you know for uh, the Panthers game, it was for us to. Uh try to win, be number one in the division. So, and we were at home, so the, the dawn was rocking. You know, they uh, they let that be known that, you know, we need to win that game. And we won that game. And with the Atlanta game, just there, it was it was the same way, you know, because I know that uh, we don't like each other, you know, as uh, as teams. So it was the same way, just like, the, you know, just like the Panther game at home. So, I mean, it, it's, a, it's a, the level of intensity, you know, just between those two games, man, it was, it's huge, but um, we just had to uh, keep winning. We had to win out so we can uh, be in the playoffs. What's uh, what's uh, Julio like to check? Uh, he's, he's one of the best receivers in the in the league, if not the best. So uh, of course, there's a talent, but that's a talent. You know, I'm up, you know, up to, uh, to go against. I'm I'm not going to side back down away from no one. So you know, I'm gonna try to give my all every time I go out there. And especially against him, you know, to be the best, you got to play against the best, and you have to be good. good right, against the best. So, so what? So what are the keys? Okay, because like when we we see him, like he's big, he's strong, he's fast. So what are the when you're lining up and you you got him in two weeks, but and you guys really did a great job of even confusing Matt Ryan. He throws three picks, throwing interceptions in the end zone. When you're lined up across from Julio Jones, what are the keys? I'm not going to get out of the way. I had to play him for the next four or five years. So. I'm gonna keep that to myself, and I'm, just, <laughs> and, and I'm gonna do what I do against him, and I'm gonna study him and do all that. But I'm gonna keep that to myself. Fair enough, Marshawn. Uh, uh, Marshawn Lattimore joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on uh, on Fox Sports Radio. Um, the the Saints defense, as you knew when you got there, had been much maligned. I mean, you go through, you know, since they got uh, penalized by the league, it had been in the in the bottom rankings of the league in almost every category. Uh, but you, you're part of kind of this new, fresh blood. What you've experienced, kind of this metamorphosis. What's it been like? What What's it like to have people count on and depend on the defense instead of 
uh, when you got there, the assumption was the defense was always going to give up points and the offense just had to outscore people. Right. It was like uh, uh, just coming in, you know, everybody was talking about like our defense. Like we were 32nd. The coaches always said that, you know, we had to be better on defense. And I feel like we got those uh, pieces, you know, on defense. And, and they were right about us, you know, the first two weeks because we were giving up points, giving up yards and all that. But that was uh, just communication errors. But uh, once, you know, we got our, our swag together, I feel like that's, that's one thing, you know, that you need, you know, a confident uh, defense. You know, a lot of people, you know, wasn't very confident, not just in their cell, but with each other. And, you know, I just try to bring some of that to the defense, and it's been working. So, um, you know, we, we turned it around a lot, you know, and we still have, you know, the same pieces we had, you know, last year you know, on, the, on the team. Now we just have me. Marcus Williams, you know, and a couple other uh, people, you know, to step in. But, you know, it's been the same people. But, you know, we, we play with confidence now. And I feel like that's a big key. All right, speaking of that confidence, do you spend any time looking around like, look, in order to get to the Super Bowl, you guys got a chance. Still got a chance at home field advantage, right? Still, still, still out there. Uh, but since you played the Vikings, uh, they've lost their starting quarterback. Eagles, a team that might have home field advantage throughout, they've lost their quarterback. Uh, and the Rams are a team that you've already beaten this year, and you beat them on their on their home field. Like that has to give you great confidence. That like, look, this could this could actually happen. Yeah, we we lost to the Rams. Oh, that's right. You didn't play that game. My bad. My bad. I forgot. You didn't play that, that, that Rams game. Ramos is John Ramos is uh, he's like, dude, I'm a Rams fan. We won that game. Like, what, what are you talking about? My bad. Yeah. But like, look, when you you've seen so many of these teams have major injuries, and yet you still have Drew, and you're going right. to have. You know, Kamara's going to be there in the playoffs. you got to feel a ton of confidence that you guys are ready to go for the playoffs as opposed to other teams playing their backups. Yeah, I just, uh, we really can't look at that because everybody's in the NFL for a reason. So uh, they're, 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 the backups must be, you know, good enough to play in the NFL. So we, we can't, you know, just look at that and say, like, oh, they're just done. We have to go in there like, like we're playing, you know, their, uh, their starter. So, uh I don't really look at that too much. I don't know if anybody else, you know, on the team do, but I don't really look at that too much because they're they're good enough to play in the NFL, and you know we had to keep that intensity up no matter what. So, I mean, that's how I look at it. Um, okay, so help me out with this this Gillette. It's uh, your big day campaign focuses on the your father son relationship and big moments in a son's life. Now I have. You know, my dad passed away a couple years ago. I have great moments with him. I remember he used to let me shave. Um, he used to let he used to have me shave with. Um, remember, my dad used the, the the disposable razors that had the cover on them, and so I pretend to shave. Right now, I got a son, and I don't use disposables, but we do. He likes to put on the shaving cream. Give me your father son big moment. Uh, just big moment. You talking about like the whole. As, as as a whole, yep. Shave. Yep. Uh, well, him, he, um, you know, I let him you know, shave me. Because sometimes, you know, that's what he do. Because that's all he got. That's the only hair he got is on his face. So he know how to do that. So uh, he saved me uh, the Gillette razors sometimes. Uh, you know, clippers. It, it, uh, it all depends on uh, what he have. But most of the times, Gillette razors. Uh, you know, I just, I just like to. Uh, Share that with him. Just, just that. Just, just little small things like that. You know, keep us uh, close. So, uh, you know, I, I enjoy uh, doing, uh, doing this whole 
thing, oh, this whole commercial with him, just keeping him close to me. And, uh, just, you know, he's been there, you know, since I was young. You know, just from football to, you know, my first shave or whatever. So just to share this moment with him, you know, it's big for me and him. Yeah, no, it's, I'm, I'm sure he's got to be so proud watching you play on Sundays and, of course, going to watch you play in the Dome the next two games. Uh, a couple games that could decide who wins the NFC South, who gets home field advantage for the first round of the playoffs as well. Congrats on the success in your young career. Marshawn, thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Well, I appreciate that. All right, I, yeah, I, 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 my bad, Ramos. I forgot. I, I didn't give the Rams credit. I'm killing the Rams because the Rams have lost to nearly every other. They played team. a very difficult schedule, right? Now, most of the teams they've played at home, but they've lost to most of the Saints were the one team, but Marshawn didn't play. He in did that not game. play that game. That's correct. He is, and he is the like Saints were a disaster defensively past couple years. Now they're good. What's the difference? Marshawn Lattimore wasn't going to give us any tricks to to covering Julio Jones. I thought he would give us the one to tell. Right, like he twitches before he's going to get the ball. Dan Byer, do you have a tell when you play when you play cards? <laughs> I've probably got a lot of tells. Like do you sweat. Do you talk a lot? Do you blink? You know what I think it would be is if I have a good hand, I would really try to play it off cool, which would be the tell. Like, I wouldn't act normal. Like, I would act different. I'd try to be almost too cool. Like, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. I've got two kings or two aces. That would be my issue. Are you a big card guy? Um, No, not really. Not really. I mean, should we do a, should we do a card game with, with the show group? For the time that we have, obviously, this is... No, we we could. I'm not sure what in the world. Uh, well, that I don't know. Was. This show has completely yeah. gone off the rails. Dan, what do you have for us? I I, I don't have music. Um, I can also tell you that I have got. Uh, I got to correct something I said earlier. We actually are. Don't worry. I've, I've made I made so many so many mistakes today. It's crazy. What do you got? We are closer to the 2018 NBA Finals than the 2017. No one was going barely. back, Dan, and tracking hey, those days. That's just a me thing. That's just a me thing. Okay. Hey, anyway, the Spurs could be in those 2018 NBA Finals. Kawhi Leonard will be in the lineup tonight, though, for the Spurs against the Dallas Mavericks, making his season debut. He'll be on a minutes restriction as he returns from that quad injury. Pelicans guard Tony Allen out three to four weeks with a fracture in his fibula. Cavs forwards Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson game time decisions tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. Which one's a fibula? Which one's a tibia? I get confused. Fibulas, which one? I think it's the bigger one, right? Okay. So I think it's Ramos, the- do you know? I'm going to go with bigger one as well. That's yeah. what she said. What? But- <laughs> That's <laughs> the Steelers. Uh, officially placed linebacker Ryan Chazier on injured reserve. Patriots signed free agent wide receiver Kenny Britt to a deal, not just for the rest of the season, but also through next season, through 2018. Redskins placed tenant Jordan Reed on injured reserve. Wide receiver and kick returner Devin Hester officially retired after 11 seasons. And Aaron Rodgers' decision, well, it's up to the Green Bay Packers doctors if he's going to be cleared to play. NFL Network says that Rodgers could be cleared if the collarbone is 80% healed. However, there's no word yet from Green Bay if Rodgers will play against the Panthers coming up on Sunday. Okay, I actually have a question about Hester. That Can we bring down the music? Thanks, Dan. Uh, um, Ramos. Uh, music, you can get in on this one. Since I completely butchered that Gillette read, I apologize to folks for that. Um, All good. Okay. Thanks to Marshawn Lattimore for joining us yeah. on behalf of Gillette. He was. I thought he was great. I thought he was great. Yeah, was absolutely. Great. Was great. He's heard over that Ohio State thing, but he's like, I knew it. They had Saban. It's in, it's in the bag for them. Um <laughs> Okay, so Devin Hester, um, our best best return man of all time, right? Yes. Is that yes. Deion Sanders is the only other guy that was that electric? Yet the numbers would tell you that he's the greatest returner of all time. 
here's the okay. So I'm going to present the case against him in a second. But before I do, if I say Devin Hester, how the Hall of Fame is supposed to work is I say it and you decide. Like knee jerk reaction. Okay, Dan Byer, Devin Hester, Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay, Ryan Music, Devin Hester, Hall of Famer. I'm going to go no. Okay, uh, John Ramos, deciding vote, rubber match, go. Yes. Okay, so two to one. And I the, the, the obvious kind of four is like, look, he's the best at, if, if, if football really is in three phases, right? There's, there's offense, there's defense, there's special teams. And he was maybe the best ever at one phase of football. Why the hell wouldn't he be a, uh, a Hall of Famer? Here's the case against it. It's the same case against the middle reliever, which is incredibly important, right? Marion Rivera was a middle reliever to John Wetland when the Yankees won their first World Series with Derek Jeter, right? But eventually he became a closer. There's lots of... Tim Brown was a Heisman winner as a kick returner, punt returner, and wide receiver at Notre Dame. He did the same thing early in the NFL before became a hot, before became a, a Hall of Fame wide receiver we've seen the problem with the reason most guys aren't kick returners anymore is not because they're not good kick returners it's because the chance of injury is so great and it takes them away from the practice with the offense you get way more value out of a guy who's a great wide receiver than a wide receiver kick returner he ends up being not as good a wide receiver and more prone to injury because you got guys running out bullets so in other words and you're not playing against the best players on the other team when you're playing against special teams guys. Those are guys that are just looking to get snaps for. Young guys trying to make the team. Now, it may make them hit harder, but they're not as good a football players. If they were, they wouldn't be on special teams. So you're going to hear for any time. Devin Hester he retires, which is one of those, like, didn't he already retire? When was the last time he played in a football game? He played a football game this year? No. Okay. I don't like now he's officially like now don't call me like we weren't calling you. Yeah, but don't call me. Okay, so because he made it official, you're going to hear your local yokel guy after me and you're going to hear other national hosts say Hall of Famer. And look, there's a case to be made for him to be a Hall of Famer. The case against him, I think, is stronger. He didn't play against the best players in the other team. Most guys that could be great returners or were great returners evolved Unto, uh, to running backs or wide receivers. It's just too dangerous. It's not as valuable to them. Okay? And uh, it's a lot like getting a kicker into the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying they're not important and you can win a game here or there, but let's just be honest. There's a lot of fair catches. There's a lot of five-yard returns. It's a lot about the volume of times in which he's gotten opportunities in terms of the numbers of he's being, yeah, he's the best kick returner, but most kick returners are nondescript third, fourth, even fifth wide receivers. And you're playing against the backup to the backups on special teams. Now, uh, Dan Byer, Hall of Famer. Yes. Okay. Ramos. I'll say yes. Okay. Still in the yes camp. Uh, you know, after hearing Doug, I'm going to switch over to yes. Oh, <laughs> wow. Good job. Go Ryan. Here. Hey, never <laughs> music microphone on <laughs> again. Okay, on again. What? what were you guys going to say? I do think that there is going to be quite a conversation over a five-year span once he becomes eligible. And 
I don't think there'll be much of a conversation. I don't think. I think the Ray guy, the, the Ray guy, getting into the Hall of Fame was such a big deal. It took him like fifty years to get in the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I know, and I think like that Ray guy's like, let me put my. Is he still alive? Oh, Ray guy, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, put my teeth in and let me go accept my award. Like, and Ray guy is was like Ray guy is so good. He has an award named after him in college for the best punter in football. Right, that's how well respected. Like the punter's like, oh, Ray guy, he's the best. He's the goat, and it took him like twenty years to get in. But I think you're going to have people more open to the fact of what Devin Hester did in that special situation, in those right, and and and, uh, and the and why it and and here's where it helps him is that not only was it a special situation, but it was something that we saw the highlights too, right? Sure. Yeah, and be, and highlights are I mean that's as much a part of sports as anything else, and um, I think that plays a huge factor. Hall of Famer Chris Carter, who took a while to get into the Hall of Fame. Right, took a while to get in, and he was a he was a wide receiver. Hall of Famer Chris Carter said a wide receiver can't win the NFL MVP. I'll tell you if I agree or disagree. Next, online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. <clears throat> Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. That sounds like a Christmas song. <laughs> is that uh, Bing Crosby? It is not Bing Crosby. Oh. It is uh, Dino. Uh, Dean Martin. Dean Martin. Yeah. Oh, part of the Rat we're Pack. Just, we're just putting out Christmas music for the masses. You know. Okay. <laughs> and now. <laughs> These decisions are made from above. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Every day we play for you a portion of a show you may have heard earlier on Fox Sports Radio or on Fox Sports 1, which plays on Sirius XM Channel 83. Chris Carter, Nick Wright, Jenna Wolf, part of First Things First, which, by the way, I'll be on Christmas Day. That went over well at home. Um, Chris had this to say about the possibility of a wide receiver being the NFL's MVP. The reason why you don't make a wide receiver, all right, the MVP, is because you can do this without him. Calvin Johnson did the same thing or even better. His team was 4-12, all right? Wide receivers is a position that is contingent upon other things, running game, offensive line, the quarterback play, the other wide receivers. It's contingent on so many things. So it's not the most valuable. Like New England last year, without their best receiver, Gronkowski, they won the Super Bowl. They say, well, he's a tight end. He is the number one wide receiver on the team. You can play great football without a wide receiver having dominant. Well, with and that argument, what other position besides quarterback would you say would be deserving? Any defensive player that's going to have an amazing year. All right. You can't say position defensively. You can say anyone. That's either interceptions or sacks or tackles. You break the NFL record in tackles. Offensively, it is an offensive word that's made for the quarterback. So the only one going to win, either the quarterbacks or maybe a running back. That's it. I don't know why this is breaking news to anybody. Right. They're obviously talking about Antonio Brown, his incredible level of dominance. We talked to Le'Veon Bell about Antonio Brown earlier on the show. You want to download the podcast, go to iTunes. Or go to wherever you download podcasts, type in Doug Gottlieb Show, and you can listen to Le'Veon Pell's interview. He actually talked about um, what he said to Juju Smith-Schuster after the the block in the huddle. I said, what did you say to him in the locker room? He said, oh, I said to him in the huddle, great block. 
Anyway, we talked about that. Uh, look, of course I agree. It's the same reason that wide receivers take so long to get into the Hall of Fame is the same reason that they can't be an MVP. You're dependent on somebody else, several other people, but somebody else to get you the ball. Like Tyreek Hill was dominant to start the year, a dominant, and when he gets the ball, he's electric. But, you know, he touches the ball at most 10 times a game. Antonio Brown touches it at most 15 times a game. And while he can shift a defense, you got to put a guy over the top, put two guys on him, and open up an offense. The offense is still more based upon what Ben Rosberger can do. Can they run the football than it is simply Antonio Brown? What does the fuck say? That's why Odell Beckham Jr. can't be the highest paid player. I mean, look, look, and the other point that he made, which is a smart one, which is Calvin Johnson had the greatest season we've ever seen in the history of the position of wide receiver, and his team won four games. Whereas anytime you've had a quarterback have a historically great season, his team is usually historically great. Peyton Manning a couple years ago, 50 touchdown passes. Tom Brady, 50 touchdown passes. When they've had those 50 touchdown passes, their teams have won 14, 15, 16 games in a regular season. We haven't gotten to this yet, but I want to get to it upcoming next. There's a report out that LeBron James uh, could have the wandering eye. And I'm not talking about at home. I'm talking about with teams. And I'm not talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about the Rockets. With the Rockets? The Rockets. Could LeBron shun the Cavs, shun the Lakers, go play for the Rockets? Oh, hmm. I'm intrigued, Gottlieb. That's good. Because I'll tell you why it's not happening. Zero chance. Zero point zero. That upcoming next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Make sure you download that podcast. It's really good. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. You guys notice there's been a uh, fire truck outside the station here for the last 20 minutes? Last time we had a fire truck outside the station, we were on lockdown. There was a jumper. You guys, you, you guys do remember that, right? We all good here? Everybody happy? Did not jump. Happy to report, did not jump last time. Good. Um, We have discussed uh, Steeler football, the Bengal game, and other things with Le'Veon Bell. Download that part of the podcast. We discussed Ohio State football and the revamped Saints defense with Marshawn Lattimore. We'll discuss a bunch of stuff with Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox Sports NFL analyst, upcoming later on this hour. So we've got a bunch of stuff Already, but you can download the podcast and uh, and listen to the best of, or listen to the entire show. We've discussed um, Devin Hester's Hall of Fame candidacy. I gave you my thoughts on the Patriots' disaster last night and how, God, all of a sudden, before our eyes, before our eyes, Tom Brady looked old, and it was not a good look. Um. And we've talked a little bit about the NBA, mostly about Oklahoma City. Now, the Cavs are playing better. The Cavs are winning. There is no guarantee that LeBron James is leaving Cleveland. But doesn't feel like Cleveland is where the story ends. Right? It just doesn't. You know? You're like, yeah, is this all there is? Cleveland? Okay. Just doesn't feel like now. I have long thought, long thought, that 
there's a chance this is all a leverage play because LeBron wants to own the Cavaliers. It's the ultimate comeback for Comic Sans. He didn't like Dan Gilbert. He remembers how Dan Gilbert, uh, what Dan Gilbert wrote, how he believes Dan Gilbert has treated him. And though Dan Gilbert has, has benefited greatly, profited greatly from his relationship uh, with LeBron James in terms of the franchise value, on a year-to-year basis, the Cleveland Cavaliers lose money. And so at some point, Dan Gilbert goes like, you know what? The real way you make money in the NBA, you have a lot of fun when you got a great player, and then you sell it when the value's high. Buy low, sell high. That's business 101, isn't it? And Dan Gilbert is good at business. So there is a portion of this which leads me to believe could be a leverage play. Maybe I'll go to L.A. You don't want me to go to L.A.? Fine. Guarantee me that I'm a part owner of the team. Matter of fact, make me a part owner of the team. And if you think he doesn't have cash, he sells some of that uh, Beats by Dre stock that he's that he's been sitting on. Some of that Blaze pizza. God, I like Blaze pizza. Blaze pizza is really good. Sorry. The sauce is really good. And it's made really fast. How do they make it so fast? Why does it take all those other fantastic pizza places? Um... And my kids, we love we we do all kinds of takeout pizza, but why why is it so much faster? It seems like anyway, sell some of those Blaze pizzas, cash it in. You got all that Nike money, cash in some of that Nike stock, and buy yourself the Cleveland Cavaliers. So there's a portion of this which me thinks like, look, LeBron wants to be a mogul. He wants to be the first ever player, not just to be a billionaire, but to own the team he plays for. That that's kind of a baller move, isn't it? Right. On the other hand, there's the trappings of fame, the trappings of L.A., post-career benefits, and the fact that every NBA superstar story seems to end up in Los Angeles. Have you been in Staples Center? If you haven't, let me give you a little uh, tour of the of the jerseys on the wall. All right, Wilt Chamberlain started in Philadelphia. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he started his career in Milwaukee. Shaquille O'Neal, he started his career in Orlando. You could say Kobe started in Charlotte. That was a draft day trade. That doesn't really that doesn't really hold up. The truth is that Magic Johnson was actually drafted by the um, New Orleans Jazz draft day trade. Gail Goodridge went back and others in, in return. But the fact is that all roads... All roads point to L.A. He just bought a $23 million mansion in Brentwood. I'll just say, I, I'll say, that, like, I know he's got little kids and it's got a huge spread and that's cool. I kind of think, though, that if you're a multi, multi, multi-millionaire, potential billionaire, shouldn't you have a house to which you open the back door and you hear, shh, 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 like Ramos, am I wrong? Like I get no, it. No, most you, definitely you should hear that. Right? Like yeah. now, now, look, if he's LeBron, he just goes and buys another house, whatever. But like, look, if you're going to do the LA thing, do the LA thing. And Brentwood is a it's an amazing area. Who are we kidding? Right? I mean, it's crazy money there. 
Brentwood is this kind of small enclave, great restaurant shops. It's UCLA is on one side of the 405. On the beach side of the 405 is Santa Monica and then Brentwood. And Brentwood is the kind of the buffer between Malibu. You've heard of Malibu, right? You've seen pictures of Pepperdine and Santa Monica. Santa Monica has the pier with the Ferris wheel whenever. Brentwood does not actually have beachfront homes. It's kind of on a, it's almost like on a, on a plateau, like a bluff or a mesa. Ooh, I used mesa in a sentence. Always wanted to. A mesa overlooking the water. Got a cute little downtown. Brentwood's amazing. But like, look, if you're, a, and, and there are ballers that live in Brentwood. And by ballers, I mean like real business, like Silicon Valley types, like that's where you live, raise your kids. But you can't hear, shh, 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 shh. And don't give me this, oh, you bring the sand into the house thing. Like if you're owning a $20 million mansion on the water in Malibu, in Santa Monica, in wherever, you get somebody to clean the sand out of your house. Pick it out grain by grain. Anyway, could there be a third player in Palooza? Stay in Cleveland. Try and leverage to own the team. No place like home. Close to Akron. You left once. We're hated. Don't want to leave a second time. Or L.A., La La Land, movies, TV, build your brand, be a movie star, be an icon, be like, you know, you play like Magic Johnson, play for Magic Johnson. The post-career benefits of the Lakers are amazing. What about Houston? All right, so here's the deal. Um, This is an article from Sam Amick, USA Today. He's joined us many times. It's very well written. It's very interesting. Maverick Carter made his way around Staples Center floor last Sunday, saying hello to all friends as the Rockets stomped the Lakers. The Rockets had a combined 57 points and 15 assists from James Harden and Chris Paul. Chris Paul, of course, part of that banana boat crew with LeBron James. The Rockets, he goes on to say, they're recruiting by their play. They're dominating the NBA, and they were dominating before they even got Chris Paul, and they're even better, not worse, with Chris Paul. Tillman Fertitta, who, of course, owns a bunch of steakhouses, bought the team for $2.2 billion. He's given the keys to Daryl Morey, who is uh, a fanatic when it comes to analytics, although some of their moves are anti-analytics. And Mike D'Antoni, seen as an offensive basketball genius, and the defense is top five in the league. Maverick Carter went on with Rich Eisen, of course you can hear on some Fox Sports radio stations, and said, at the end of the day, it's still about basketball, about winning games more than building the brand. Can they make the money work? Houston has found ways to make the money work previously. The NBA salary cap is expected to be uh, $101 million next season. And the Rockets are capped out. But Maury is a league's renowned risk taker. Kind of a relentless executive, Sam Amick says. Who already might have hypothetical trades lined up for Ryan Anderson and others that could shed salary. So, it could make sense. Hey man, you got a billionaire owner who's all into the restaurant business. You can go into business with him. You got star players, one of which you're friends with. You got an offense. You got all kinds of shooters, which allows you to do what you do. They're playing good enough defense. They might well win the West. And if they be, and the only way to beat the Warriors is to join 
a ready-made crew as opposed to the Lonzo-led Lakers that don't have good enough players. They're not even a playoff team this year. That reads really well, doesn't it? Because you got to have options. But let's be honest, that ain't happening. Not happening. Zero chance. Zero point zero chance. Because it's not L.A., and though it's Houston, nobody ever says, mm, I can't wait to move my family, my career, and my career in Houston. It didn't work out well for Charles Barkley or for Scottie Pippen. It may work out well for Chris Paul, but this is LeBron James. You only uproot when you're going for uh, the top of the mountain. And the top of the mountain is New York. The top of the mountain is the Lakers. And if you haven't been paying attention, it ain't like the Paul George and Oklahoma City thing is going over well. The plan is still in place. It's still right there for you. LeBron, Paul George, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and whatever else they think they can do and put a team around it. Because one thing that's not taken into account in this article is what Mar- what Magic Johnson's going to say. Hey, man, you went to Cleveland, and they were the worst team in the NBA. When you got there, they went to the NBA Finals. Let's not kid ourselves. You don't want to go to Houston where they already have a team, and they're going to have to shed all of those pieces in order to put you three together. Why would you do that? Anywhere you go, you're going to be competing for an NBA title. This place is no different. So it reads well. It does make sense. And I'm sure Maverick Carter is drumming up some sort of plan B, plan C in case the Laker thing doesn't come to be. LeBron gets cold feet or LeBron just thinks, you know what? I got to win another title. and I can't win another title in L.A. But the reality of it is you only leave Cleveland for the Lakers. And LeBron thinks he can take any team to make in the NBA Finals. And you know what? So far, he's been proven right. Three, three-time Super Bowl champion Mark Schlereth joins the show next. I'll get his thoughts on Tom Brady and the Patriots' pathetic performance last night. Did he age right before our eyes? Find out next. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice price. True Car shows what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. So, uh, Ramos, Star Wars. Yes. What's our plan? Uh, we could go Sunday. Is that a good day for you? It's or kind no? of um, football Sunday. Oh, that's right. I have soccer Saturday and a soccer party as well for the end of the season. And if we win on Saturday in this playthrough tournament, we play on Sunday. Problematic. This this whole life thing is getting in the way. <laughs> it's a tough, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Okay, so let me hold on. Let me pull up my calendar here. Doug Gottlieb show, Fox Sports Radio. I know we're supposed to be doing a radio show, but let's just <laughs> be is, honest. Yeah, you know this is important. Um, tomorrow night uh, is it's not out yet, right? So it's Wednesday, right? Thursday, I it was the first night, and I can't. I can't. My daughters have a Christmas performance or something. Well, one of my daughters has a Christmas performance or something. Friday. What do you have? Friday night. Uh, we have a soccer practice for the playthrough tournament, which starts Saturday. We're practicing three times this week. What time is the practice? Uh, six. Well, I get out of here. Yeah. I drive right to the field, and we practice till about uh, 
eight o'clock. Till eight o'clock? Yeah, it's like a, well, it starts at six thirty, but by the time I have to get there and set everything up, I don't, I don't have it at six exactly because the girls will be waiting for me, and then that that wastes time. Wait, wait, six thirty? Oh, you under the lights? It's under lights. Under yeah, under lights. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're out for Friday unless yeah. we're doing late movies, and my kids don't don't do late movies. Saturday's a no go. Sunday's a, a probably a no go. I have a basketball tournament I'm coaching. And my son, my son has a basketball tournament and another basketball game, so we get five day, games. Yeah, it's a uh, lot. Probably it's a lot. Whew. I'm thinking Sunday, unless it was Sunday night. Yeah, we could do Sunday night. All right, let's let's stay in contact. Music, you're invited as well. Uh, Buyer, you're invited as well. And Buyer never hasn't watched any of the Come Star on, Wars Dan. movies. I'm, I'm, look, it's one of those. It's not a. Um, uh, it's a legit invite, Dan. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Sunday night, you guys said? Uh, Yeah, but Sunday night, there's Sunday night football. Yeah, there's Cowboys Raiders. Uh, That's not a good game. I'm in the fantasy playoffs, and I'm starting (laughs) Alfred Morris, so I think I'll be watching it. Uh, Can't get anybody to go? We can't find time. We just have no time. Mark Schlereth joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show, three-time Super Bowl champion. Stink, do you like Star Wars at all? Nope. Okay, good. Good talk. Oh, good talk. Let's move on. Let's talk football. Yeah, well, I mean, seriously. Really? Yeah, no, I like Star Wars. Sorry. I mean, it's fine. You no, know, you don't I listen. You don't, you're kid, good. I, I went when I was a kid, and now they've got, like, if you, the thing about Star Wars people, if you, like, hey, the Empire, and they're like, this movie's not Empire. No, no, well, no, listen, listen. You know no, no, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, it's all Star Wars to me, whatever. I don't have figurines, okay? I don't, right. I've, I've never made my wife dress up as Leia, but if she wanted to, I wouldn't protest. Anyway. Right. Um, no, it's not that I don't like it. It's just like, don't be angry with me when I don't know it. Like, you know, right. I don't I, know I, the new stuff. I went, I went and saw the one with, uh, the, where uh, Han Solo came back. I saw that one. I thought it was great. Yeah, that was the last one. Yeah, okay, the last one. I went saw the last one, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. We move on. Okay. Um, <laughs> did Tom Brady all of a sudden become a 40-year-old man last night? Is that what happened? Hey, listen, everybody's a 40-year-old man when you're getting hit. <laughs> I don't care. You can be 20. Uh, you know, that'll, that'll wear everybody out. No, but he didn't become you know, That was the same commentary after the, or, or, hey, the first half of the Super Bowl or whatever. You know, you're going to have a couple of those games. And – I think historically uh, New England hasn't really played great um, in Miami. And if you go back to the game just two weeks ago in New England, they got after Tom Brady in that game as well. They were just so putrid on the offensive side of the ball that they couldn't, you know, stay competitive. But, no, I mean, Tom Brady is is still an elite-level quarterback. Yeah, they hit him. They got to him. Um, you know, he, they, they not only hit him, but they sometimes pressured him, got him off his spots, and, and made him throw an inaccurate football. But, you know, he's. It's not like all of a sudden we're going to go. Oh, this is this marks the decline of Tom Brady. I can't believe that's going to happen. Um, okay, so was it just they're missing Gronk? Like, wh- why did they? Like, why they stink? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it's missing Gronk. Part of it is it, it, you got your offensive line was exposed, um, and their offensive line hasn't been great, but their offensive line was certainly exposed and. So I think there's, you know, the Gronk is a great matchup for them. They've had a great opportunity or a, a unbelievable, uh, done an unbelievable job of getting their running backs, uh, their running backs, the football in space. And a lot of times what you'll see is they'll expose, like a lot of teams will play them in like a, the Seattle, like what, what a lot of teams are using that Seattle system, that, that cover three, that matchup cover three. And what you'll see is them attack running backs, 
on the edge, and that flat defender has a tough time getting out there. By the time he gets out there, you know, he's the, the running back catches the ball, and there's eight, nine yards of space, and he shakes somebody down, and they move the chains. Um, they did a much better job. They did a great job of making sure that those running backs weren't the ones that were moving the chains, that getting those first downs. They were tackling them short of the first down. Kiko Alonso has been phenomenal here in the last about six weeks. I think the last three or four weeks in a row, he's averaged about nine tackles a game. Uh, he flies around a lot of tackles in space. I thought they tackled well. They pressured, they pressured the quarterback. They missed the matchup of Gronk in the middle, controlling that, so you can get some double teams over the top. Uh, last two, two weeks, Xavier, Xavier Howard, the corner for uh, Miami, has just been phenomenal. He had a pick six against the Broncos, two picks last night, two picks the weeks before. Uh, the week before against the Broncos, I, I just think you know they they ran into a bit of a buzzsaw last night. But you know they'll get Gronk back. They, I, you know, I still look at New England. They, they'll probably go into Pittsburgh and shut everybody up. They'll probably play exceptionally well and shut everybody up. All right, I want to ask you about Pittsburgh. How much of it was the carryover from a really physical game against the Bengals? How much of it was uh, the fact they didn't have Shazier because they gave up 38 points to the Baltimore Ravens, who do not have a particularly good offense. Uh, Give me the breakdown of of those two factors. Yeah, yeah I think Shazier is huge because of his ability to be sideline to sideline. And I thought Collinsworth did a great job pointing it out that, um, you know, they just didn't have that same athleticism on the edge uh, to stop the running game. And so I think it was a very, you know, astute and poignant um, observation by, by – uh, Collinsworth. So I think that's a big part of it. Uh, obviously, you're a little bit slowed down after one of those big physical divisional matchups like you had in Cincinnati. So it, it certainly is that way. And then let's face it, you know, as much as Pittsburgh and Cincinnati hate each other, I think the Ravens and or, I mean, the Ravens and Pittsburgh hate each other maybe even more. Um, that's a real like that's a real rivalry. Um, you know, we have all these fake rivalries now, but but that one. That one is real. There's actual, truly, some bad blood there. And so I think all those things, you know, are kind of equal parts. I think Shazier is huge. Uh, I mean, huge because of his athleticism. But, you know, I think, the, like you said, the physical nature played a part in that as well. That's the voice of Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox NFL analyst. Um, okay, so you called the Chargers game, I think, against the Dolphins. Is that right? Did I, did I, is that, am I remembering correctly? When last week I was I was San no, Francisco Houston last no, no, week. No 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 no. I want to get to San Francisco in a second. I mean back when the back when the Chargers were the worst team in the league. Oh, I, call, I call Chargers uh, Philly back in back when they were the worst team in the league. Yeah. Um, has the league just come back to them? Has Perryman getting healthy changed them? What's 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 turned around for the Chargers? Yeah. Well, I think I think one defensively they were the worst tackling defense in football and they were putting in and implementing Gus Bradley's defense it's that cover 3 scheme that they used in Seattle and one they missed more tackles than anybody in football and two they busted a lot of assignments cuz they were putting in a new defense those things have kind of leveled out if you will and they're allowing that defensive line with Bosa and Ingram and all those guys and Legit to to get to the quarterback so they're they're outstanding there, and then they just had a lot of you know, they had a lot of injuries uh, offensively. They were you know injured at the receiver position. They were having some they were having some struggles there, and you know a new coach. And I think there's there's part of it t- 
to me that um, was them just trying to figure out who they are. Like, what is our identity? And and it was interesting because when I talked to Anthony Lynn, who was a former teammate of mine, he's the head coach there, he's just like, hey, listen, our running back is beat to a pulp. He's coming off a, another knee procedure. You know, he's just not – he's not even close to being healthy. Um, they just had some, you know, lack of dynamic kind of playmakers on that side of the ball early. And I think what you've seen is them get healthy, um, them find some playmakers, and then put people in positions to win. And, and so it's been a – I think that has just been kind of them figuring out who they are and figuring out what their identity is. And then part of it is just, you know, the AFC West coming back to them as well. So there's, that's a two-part kind of equation also. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's more than just one thing. Um, if you were Aaron Rodgers and they said, hey, your collarbone's 80% healed, would you play? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, football players, here's the day. Football players are going to play. Guys want to play. And Aaron Rodgers is a competitor. He wants to play. And, you know, they'll tell you, hey, we, whatever they did, I'm sure they probably have a plate in it, and you're going to be fine. So go out there and sling it. Um that's what guys want to do, and you know they 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 won a game. I think it was overtime against Cleveland. They won that game. That gives them a chance. I mean, you got a legitimate chance, especially now that you know. I mean, come on. Here's the thing that it, it intrigues me about Green Bay during this during this time without the absence of Aaron Rodgers, they've actually had to go out and find a running game. So they found themselves a semblance of a running game. Um, they may be a more balanced football team than they ever were when Aaron, when Aaron Rodgers was playing. So I think you look at it now, and with Philadelphia and Carson Wentz being down, and come on, you've got the Minnesota Vikings with like Case Keenum has been tremendous. But he's you know it, it, the bottom line is you still have to think he's Case Keenum. Like right. what happens when he gets into the playoffs? You know, and hey, the Cowboys are they going to make a run? They're still not that good. Um, you know, I, I, I look at. Carolina Panthers, and they still have some offensive inefficiencies at times. Like you would have to look at it if you're Green Bay and go, "We got a chance. We get in. We got a chance to. We got a chance to run the table." I I completely agree. Like Saints out of New Orleans. I mean, they they would have to play the Saints in New Orleans, but Saints out of New Orleans are highly beatable. Eagles have lost their quarterback. I'm I'm with you. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got a chance. Last year is the perfect example of that. Uh, last thing you saw Garoppolo in person. I I said last week when we had you on, you were the one who said, hey, Gus Farad's better than Heath Shuler the first day you saw them practice when you were on the Washington Redskins. What's your takeaway on Garoppolo? He's tremendous. I'm, I'm telling you. You know, I, I think one of the things is you can evaluate arm talent, and he's got incredible arm talent. But, I, you know, guys on that team, guys on that team were just like, we like, he's legit. Like they like we we haven't had a quarterback here in years that we felt like truly can win games. This is a guy that can win games for you, and here he is, Doug. Hey, go to my if you go to my Instagram page, listen to my listen to uh, to uh, my Instagram page. I, I posted a video of Kyle Shanahan calling a play, and just the intricacies of that play, and why it took Garoppolo some time, and and they're still they're still. You know they're still so basic compared to what they're going to be, but there's an excitement in San Francisco. There's an excitement from that coaching staff because this dude is the real deal. I mean, he can he can play. He'll have some games where he's not great, obviously, but um, 
boy, they're excited in San Francisco, and, and I understand why. Watching him play, calling that game last week, the dude was he was phenomenal. He was he's like you you and I have talked about man. They got a dude yep. like he walks into the huddle and he exudes confidence. And like I told you, man, I had a player tell me flat out that had been there for a while. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna air this guy out, but he just said we haven't had a quarterback here that you felt like you could win with, like legitimately win with. And this guy walks in the huddle and you know we got a chance. Um, last thing, you also were on the call for the Tom Savage hit. Had, uh, Savage took to Twitter today, said he's not allowed to speak to the media, but. He said, you know, Coach O'Brien has his back. He, you know, he, he trusts him Im- implicitly. Um, as a guy who, what, 29 surgeries, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Like 29 surgeries on your knees. Um, and, and look, you got three Super Bowl rings, and you got a post-NFL career that, that m- most every NFL player would absolutely dream of, calling games on Fox, of course, after your, your, your decade-long tenure at ESPN. Uh, I'm just wondering what your reaction is when you see a player uh, get, you know, hit and concussed to that level to where he's he's convulsing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously it's a scary thing, and you know they put procedures in place, and far too often those procedures fail, and so you know that was another one where you look at like how is that how you know as we saw it, I was like that you know it looks really serious, and the next thing you know. He's right back on the field the next series, and um, it is, it's, it's just one of those situations where I know it's hard, but, you know, you guys got to, if safety really is a top concern for you, then it needs to be a top concern for you, and, and those things have to be eliminated. I, that's not on the coach. It's not on O'Brien. Um, you're busy coaching your next play, and the right. O'Brien and, and the coaching staff can't mm-hmm. look at film. They can't go over there and look at the look at the hit because it's illegal. So you've got to trust your medical staff to do what's right. And these independent neurologists and and all the people that are there in place that see the video, uh, those guys are the gatekeepers, and they have to do their job. And here's the deal: like players get fined every week for hits that are impossible to avoid. Doug, every week they get they get fined. If you're going to truly change the culture of the NFL then you, you've got to hold the organizations accountable. I mean, Russell Wilson gets hit in the face, and they send him off the field. He goes in that tent by himself and comes out by himself, never even checked, and goes right back on the field. Like, and, and the CLC Hawks aren't fine for that? Like, if you're going to change the culture, you need to change the culture. And if the organizations don't do what's right by the players, because the players are not going to do what's right, the players are going to play. They're going to try to get out there. Um, as soon as you get, even if you go into concussion protocol, they should lock your helmet away. Say, until you pass all our standards, you're not allowed to even see your helmet. Like, they've got to implement the, pro- the, the pro- rules. The to problem is, though, that happens in the fourth quarter of a big game. The guy's like, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm fine. Like, what do you do? L- last thing, L- last yeah. thing. Um, and I know I said last thing several times, but you're so good at this. Um, Pete Carroll came out and defended Michael Bennett, saying, hey, he's going after the ball. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jacksonville's in victory formation. Right. Okay, and I don't believe I've ever seen anybody fumble the snap or knock a ball away in victory right. formation from the center before. As mm-hmm. a guy who lived in the trenches on three Super Bowl winning teams, um, what is your takeaway on Michael Bennett, specifically Bennett's action that that led to some of that some of those fights? It's Bush League. Um, you walk up the line of scrimmage. You say, "Hey, we're going down on it." It's one thing to try to swat the ball. It's another thing to try to swat the ball while you're diving at people's legs. 
where you're diving in the line of scrimmage. I've seen guys swat, swat at the ball. I've seen them try to slap it. But you don't, have, you don't dive in the legs. Here's, and, again, here's the problem with it. If you don't do something about it as a league, I guarantee you we'll do something about it as players. There's a certain frontier justice that goes on in the NFL. And if you're going to play like that, all right, that's how you want to play it. We can play like that. So we'll line up and say, hey, we're going down on it, going down on it. And next thing you know, Michael Bennett's going to get, you know, uh, he's going to get you know, Mr. Rydell right to the knee joint. And now you've created an opportunity for a guy to get hurt, legitimately hurt, because you guys as a league don't, don't stand up against it. So that would be my takeaway from it. It's Bush League. You told them you were going down. You told them you were kneeling on the ball, and you still let that stuff go on. Um, it's completely inappropriate. Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, Fox NFL analyst. Of course, you can see him on all of our Fox Sports 1 shows as well. Stink, you are better than usual, and you're usually great uh, <laughs> today. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you got it, Doug. I'll talk to you later. All right, may the force be with you. Let's get to... Uh... Let's get to Dan Byer, find out what else is going on in sports. Yeah, just give me some updates to what's happening in the NBA. Spurs forward Kawhi Leonard making his season debut tonight against the Mavericks. Returns from a quad injury. Cavs will have Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson against the Hawks, but no Dwayne Wade out with knee soreness. Tony Allen of the Pelicans out three to four weeks with a fracture in his leg. Eagles quarterback Carson Wentz officially placed on injured reserve today, ending his season. Redskins did the same with tight end Jordan Reed, and the Steelers placed Ryan Shazier on injured reserve, ending his season. But in announcing the move in a release, the team did not give an update on Shazier's condition as he remains hospitalized following surgery to stabilize his spine. I understand that, you know, they have the right to do this to protect him. But if wouldn't they share with us if there were good, if there was good news? I just still think that they are they are, They don't know and they don't want to put anything out there that may just be inaccurate. I've I've always felt that the lack of news was maybe a little bit better than what we would want to think, but um, yeah, I get what you're saying. I, I can 100% see what you're saying. I'm maybe just hopeful it's the other way. Me too. Yeah. I, I, of course, I'm hopeful. And I love they had the fa- their face FaceTiming, yeah. the celebration in the locker room. He's you know in the cleats, the uh, chaise leave or whatever cleats, like all that stuff is cool. But uh, wouldn't they tell us if he was if he was improving? I hate to speculate on stuff like that. I really do. I just don't think I just don't think it's fair either way to put it out there. So I see where you're coming from, but I'm just hoping that maybe they're just trying to be super cautious with everything, wanting to see how he responded after the surgery last week, even though they initially said he was not going to need it. I'm just hoping that for Ryan Chazier. Okay. And uh, how about some baseball news? Yankees traded third baseman Chase Headley to the San Diego Padres. That's where he spent the first seven years of his career as baseball's winter meetings roll on. Yeah, they got not not much in return. So remember, Yankees are, in addition to having John Carlos Stanton now, uh, in order to save money, they 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 traded Starling Castro, part of that deal, Mm -hmm. to get Stanton. So they need a new, new second baseman and need a new third baseman. Could they be leaving third base open for Manny Machado? I don't know. Be a free agent next year, along with Bryce Harper. Both expected to get paid. All right, the best return man in NFL history, but a Hall of Famer? We will discuss next. Online shopping can be confusing. Well, not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Yeah, Mom! Yeah! Shiny, no! Ramos, you ever play an instrument growing up? 
I played. I tried to play the bass, but the bass. Bass is cool. You know, yeah, you know I love good, the bass. You know, has a good bass guitar in his songs. Charlie Puth has a really good okay. bass. Yes. in a couple of songs. Good bass guitar is bass guitar is an underrated instrument, right? Like the lead guitar, lead guitar, all get, the fame gets all the fame. Yeah. Bass guitar, kind of bass guitar is like a good power forward man. Bass guitar is like a Kansas misses a good bass guitar. They missed Landon Lucas. He was their bass guitar. Really was. Know who our bass guitar is? Dan Byer. Dan Byer's our bass guitar. The press. Would you play me up high or low? Byer. Definitely down low. <laughs> Ryan Music's going high. He went all the way up to his chin. I, now, I don't know anybody. If you haven't played the air guitar in your life, right? I play a mean air guitar to yeah. a Yellow Leadbetter. That's a Pearl Jam B-side, right? When I was a freshman Notre Dame, everybody learned to play guitar to Yellow Leadbetter in my dorm. It annoyed the hell out of me then, but I love it now. All right, what do you got? I've got some news from the NBA, Major League Baseball, and even overseas. Let's start in with the association. Kawhi Leonard is back, returning tonight for the Spurs, making his season debut. Kawhi so serious. <laughs> he has got a quad injury. We'll be out of minutes restriction, but he's playing tonight. I don't understand the minutes restriction when you, like, if you're going to play a guy, like, what's the point of the minutes? That, that's just dumb. Right? Like, he's not oft injured. He's not somebody who has a chronic pain. I get a quad injury. He's healthy enough to play, so he should play. Like, that's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, look, the good news is they got Dallas, um, who stinks. Then they got Houston. That's interesting. Then they got Dallas, who stinks, and the Clippers, who stink. And they go on a three-game road trip. Um, I'm fascinated to see how they, they might take a little bit of a dip. They've won four in a row. They've won eight of their last nine games. They might take a little bit of a dip because you add a new piece. Everybody changes role. But eventually, obviously, they're a better team with Kawhi Leonard. Kira Leonard. Well, I was going to say, why we haven't called it his Kawad injury for this time? Oh, I have no idea. his Kawad <laughs> injury. <laughs> uh, the Patriots today signed Kenny Britt to a not one but two-year deal, keeping him through 2018. You know what this is? This is a, this is a, this is a uh, Shiano deal, right? Kenny Britt played for Shiano. Shiano is a guy that Bill Belichick trusts immensely. The only guy who doesn't trust Greg Shiano is apparently Clay Travis. <laughs> I was it. wrong. I was wrong. The most popular jersey sold in the NFL shop on NFL.com for the month of November. Month of were... November. Hold on, hold on. Do okay. I have a choice? Sure. I got the top five for you. Okay. Uh, give me the top five. I'll pick the number one. Okay. Um, Dak Prescott, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, and Adam Thielen. Carson Wentz. That is correct. He is number one. Adam Thielen, that's pretty money. I need to get my son an Adam Thielen jersey. Well, this is what I wondered, too, because Tom Brady was actually second. Like, who doesn't already have a Tom Brady jersey? <laughs> yeah, but remember, like Tom, if, Brady, Tom Brady you know, was the deflator a couple of years ago, and so people might have burned or thrown away their jerseys. Like, <laughs> if you don't like Tom Brady by now, you probably don't like him. So I don't know. Like, Maybe you tried that avocado ice cream. Like, that's really good. <laughs> I love it. I just am okay. thinking to myself, you. you know, maybe a Brandon Cooks jersey. I could see a James White Rex Burkhead. but Nobody's hey. getting a Rex Burkhead jersey. But if you're a Stop Patriots on, fan, who's getting the Tom Brady jersey? Uh, Dak was third and Antonio Brown was fourth. What, Belichick? It's already been addressed. Okay. Wide receiver and kick returner Devin Hester officially retired after 11 seasons. In announcing his retirement, Doug Hester said in a statement, quote, Good news, Commissioner. You can move the kickoff back to the 30. Bad news. Y'all will have to find a new favorite returner. Hmm. 
Look, I thought he was a great returner, but he wasn't particularly a defensive player. They tried to uh, turn him into a wide receiver. He wasn't good there. He was he was a one hit wonder man. That was that was that hit pretty spectacular though. And the reason they moved the kickoff um, to the thirty five is to try to prevent those long kickoff runs that Player could safety. be dangerous. Yes, right. USA Today says the Cardinals are the favorites to land Marlins outfielder. Boy, we've heard this one before. Um, but Marcelo Zuna is the end of the sentence, not Giancarlo Stanton. So okay. the Marlins fire sale is off and running. Have fun watching that team play. Uh, MLB on Fox's Ken Rosenthal says the Orioles want two starting pitchers in exchange for third baseman Manny Machado, who could be a free agent next winter. Two after uh, Angels, we should give give them two of ours. Uh, pick pick any. <laughs> Take any of the two. <laughs> well, you listen. Hold on. hold on, hold on. There's there's two I want. One we just signed from uh, from Japan. Um, other than that, you can take, you can take three. You know what? Here, have all of our pitchers. Oh wow! Have all of our pitchers except our our top two. But uh, I'm in on that deal. Heck yeah! Why not, Artie? Uh, just can't take Garrett Richards. You take Shoemaker. Take Skaggs. Take uh, Bridwell. Yeah. Go ahead. Have him. Yeah. You guys have Ricky Skaggs? The, uh, <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, at a Hurricane Harvey relief benefit in Houston, a golf lesson from Tiger Woods was auctioned off with the winner paying, you ready for this? One million. Two, 210000 Still pretty good for the practice session with Tiger Woods. That'd be pretty awesome. Have you ever, like, well, you went, you did Torrey Pines last year, Dan. Isn't it amazing how good those guys are? I mean, oh, yes. Yes. It is It is something else. Just watch him on the range. Mm. Uh, finally, Fran Frischilla of ESPN quoting a player who once played for the coach that is going to coach LiAngelo and LaMelo Ball. Well, Frischilla reports that the coach of that Lithuanian team once sold meat out of his trunk to his players after practice. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I've played overseas. I've seen a lot of stuff. That one I have not seen, but I, I, I don't doubt it to be true. My Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. When I was in Russia playing, uh, after a big game, the president of the team would come in. He'd have a goon in the front, goon in the back. He'd have one of those uh, briefcases with the handcuff, and he would give $5,000 to his player of the game cash. In addition to whatever bonus you got in your contract, just cash under the table, 5000 bucks, 3000 if you played, and then 1000 bucks to like everybody else, 1000 bucks in that part of Russia. Moscow, most expensive city in the world. The rest of Russia, not so much. Anyway, I saw some stuff. Saw some stuff. Ball boys will see some stuff. Sam Donald joins us tomorrow. If you missed Le'Veon Bell, download the podcast. He was excellent. I wasn't bad. Stug Gottlieb Show. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.